You're listening to the Power Gold Podcast, bringing you the latest tips, tricks, and strategies for making gold in World of Warcraft. I'm your host, Jim Youngkin, and now, on with the show! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Power Word Gold Podcast, episode number 94. I am Jim Youngkin from Power Word Gold, as always. If you want to find more from us, head over to powerwordgold.net, where you can find our blog, podcast, and live streams. Well, our live streams you can actually find over at twitch.tv slash jimyunkin. And also, um, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All those are Power Word Gold. So... Let's go ahead and just jump right into it for today. Let's see here. There we go. Now we'll know how long we're going. We have our computer off and we're recording on a recorder because it's nice and quiet. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into a few things that we wanted to talk about this week. As our cat is turning into a crazy person. First off, we wanted to say happy holidays to everybody out there in the world. It is the holiday season. Winter Vale is upon us. And my favorite holiday is coming up, which is New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Because I like to think back, reflect on the past, look to the future. It's time of new beginnings and all that good stuff. And for us, playing World of Warcraft, it will be a new beginning for Warlords of Draenor. Alright, so happy holidays to everybody. Okay, so I want to start off by just chatting a little bit about some of the leveling uh, that's required in Warlords of Draenor. Uh, as somebody who has a little 12 level 90s, had 12 level 90s at the beginning of this expansion. Um, I I have been having a lot of fun leveling my alts up to get their garrison tier 2, which you can do at level 1, uh, or sorry, 91. If you do the quest chains, there's a wowhead guide for that. And then, but you don't open up your mine until 92. So I end up usually opening up my garrison, getting all that stuff going, building buildings, and then going ahead and finishing up to 92 to get my mine, my tier 2 mine. And if you didn't know already, um, you can buy the plans for the level 2 mine as soon as you open up the mine. So you'll never ever really have a tier 1 mine, or if you do, you're doing it wrong, uh, as long as you have 500 gold to buy the pattern. So, I always upgrade my mind to Tier 2. So, the next real major point at which it's kind of important to have a character leveled up is level 96. Now, if I'm wrong about any of this, just know that I've only leveled one character to 100, but uh, my wife's leveling her character up. She's getting close to 100 now, but um, level 96 is when you open up an herb garden. Um and that'll allow you to generate herbs if you have alchemists, if you have people that do inscription, um, even if you have leather workers, and I 
think I don't know if tailors require it, but I know for work orders. Now, the way that prices of herbs have got are going, there's a good chance that if you really wanted to, you could just buy the herbs off the auction house, but it doesn't take long. I think it probably takes maybe two and a half to three hours to get up to level 91 and have your garrison open, at least on the Alliance side. The Horde side seems to take a little bit longer. But on the Alliance side, getting up to level 90... Uh, to level 91 and getting your garrison isn't really too difficult and then to finish leveling to 92 maybe another hour from there so but that just gets you ore so herbs you're going to need to level up to 96 and I don't have any characters on the alliance that are level 96 I do get my herbs on my horde character who's level 100 and I have used those a few bits here and there but I guess if you can get your character up to 96, it's nice because then you don't have to pay for as much or or herbs off the auction house. And then I think it's level 100 where you can get your tier 3 garrison. But for a lot of those things, tier 2 garrisons are pretty good. You open up more buildings, so at tier 3 you can get another profession building. You can get another medium building, I believe, or maybe another medium and another large. Um, but if you're logging in every day, the extra profession building could help. But if you're logging in every day, the extra garrison or the extra work order slots aren't really that useful. Although um, being able to, <clears throat> I think uh, it might be level ninety six where you're able to get your professions up to level, to get your profession buildings up to tier two, which would then allow you to put a follower on it and get more work orders. But, okay. So, next I wanted to talk, so that that's basically just like 92, 96, 100. I don't know, I mean, I, I guess in my mind I just think of in chunks, like, okay, I'm going to get all these characters up to 92, and then, okay, I'm going to go get these characters up to 96, and then, okay, I'm going to go get these characters up to 100. But then again, that's me, and I have a lot of alts, and I'm not worrying too much about leveling. But if I do worry about leveling, that's what I'm going to do. So, Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about what is it all good for. And what this basically means is I've realized I've been spending uh, a month and a couple weeks doing garrison stuff, doing work orders, but I've only actually crafted one item, and that was a gun, for my hunter, and I actually haven't even used it. So, what is it all good for? What's your work orders good for? I mean, I guess if you have a goal in mind, obviously... That's good. I think one of the problems I've had is that I haven't really had any kind of goals in mind as far as what to do with the work orders that I am making. I just feel like I'm more obsessed with doing the work orders and that like I feel like if I'm doing the work orders, I'm accomplishing something, quote-unquote accomplishing something. But then I'm not actually converting any of that into gold as far as quote-unquote gold-making goes. There's other things I'm doing in the game, like buying up level 90 items, putting those back up on the auction house and selling those for like 300 gold a piece. And that's actually gotten me quite a bit of gold, probably more gold than anything else I've done in the game. Um, but I think I'm going to be talking a little bit more 
Yeah, you making the gold cat? I'm going to be talking a little bit more about um, planning and uh, some of my potential plans for how I'm going to um, how I'm going to uh, look into uh, utilizing my resources and planning out my resources. So, what's it all good for? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of you know, it seems like everybody's on their own little hamster wheel and their own little garrisons doing their own little things. There's not a lot of interaction with each other as far as the auction house goes. If you want an item, you just have an alt craft it for you or you focus on it and craft it in your own building because it always takes a certain amount of time. So, okay. And I was talking to April about this and I was like, she's, I was asking her what she thought about the garrisons and she's like, ah, you know, uncrafting in the game. She's like, ah, I don't really like it. I don't know. I'm like, why not? She's like, well, you know, I just have to feel like I have to log in every day to make sure I'm doing my parts. Cause say, for example, she wants to make an engineering item and she's like, and then uh, I don't know, you know, and I could tell she was, and I, and I was like, so yeah. And you could like spend all this time making all these parts and you can make an item and, and you could, you know, maybe not even sell it on the extra. She was like, exactly. So I think that there's this cognitive load involved with the way that the cooldowns are set up in the game that because your mats are cooldown bound, um, you kind of feel like they're more valuable and you don't really want to waste them. So in the past, I know I've actually had experiences where I've actually kept cooldown materials far longer than I needed to because I didn't want to quote-unquote waste them and like say like turn it into a turn a tailoring cooldown into spell thread you know maybe I thought well you know maybe I'll just keep that and I'll find some good use for it well which ended up usually being bags but I think making it so that um people have to do cooldowns makes their decision making a lot harder Versus just, you know, buying some more off the auction house. So, alright, I'm going to drink really quick here. Good stuff. Got to keep the whistle wet. So what is it all good for? I mean, mm, you know, we're going to be talking, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about it. But it, it feels like all the profession side of gold making has kind of ground to a halt or is in kind of this lockstep, you know, just log in, do this, log out, log in, do this, log out, which, you know, there's not really any other way to do that. Now, if you have level three garrisons and garrison buildings, yeah, you could log in only every three days, but who wants to be logging in less? I mean, it is nice to not have to log in, but... It's like you can see where you're going from here. Like, you could calculate out, okay, in if I do everything right in X number of days, I should have one item. Well, and then I'll make the item and I'll try to sell it. And, you know, it's a lot more effort into each particular item that I'm going to sell. Although I don't have any experience selling them, so I can't really talk. Okay, so I'm going to talk next about community reactions to garrisons and crafting in Warlords of Draenor. There's been a few community reactions to professions and not necessarily written by, you know, professional, quote-unquote, professional gold makers or bloggers, professional bloggers from gold making, but 
It seems to me, and this is the kind of the, the feeling I get from April and the feeling I get from this, you know, reading these reactions, it seems that kind of quote-unquote normal people that play the game aren't really kind of feeling the professions. Um, I mean, I guess professions were hard enough to kind of get your head around or have a use for in the past. And probably, I'd say more people are probably utilizing professions because they're doing their daily work orders because, hey, it's something to do. And if it's something to do, you're going to do it. But um, it doesn't... I mean, I guess if you look at it this way, I mean, in the past, gold making has a lot of times involved using professions as kind of conversion methods, you know shuffling or converting one thing to another thing. So taking ore and making prospecting the gems and making the jewelry and disenchanting the jewelry and getting the disenchanted mats and making scrolls or whatever, you know, there's, you know, or crafting and disenchanting it, selling the mats. So there's a lot of these little conversion methods. And in this expansion, as I've, you know, talked about multiple times in the past, there's not really that conversion method. I mean, I'm going to potentially start looking into some conversion methods, but it's just kind of not the same. And I guess now that I think about it, because you can use make blue items without cooldowns, there could be some potential quote unquote shuffles. But then again, a lot of the materials are kind of going, getting low in price anyway. So I don't know. I mean, I don't hear anybody saying, oh my gosh, I love the way professions work. I've actually heard more people criticize the way the professions are working. I don't have an answer for it, but that's just what's going on. And that's not to say that there isn't some gold-making method out there available that gold makers should look into or use, or people should look into or use. But, you know, buy cheap or craft into this, disenchant and sell this on the auction house or sell this to the vendor. That's not quite something that's as viable or even useful. Now, a lot of the old, <laughs> all the old techniques that worked in Mr. Pandaria Cataclysm, Wrath uh, um, uh, of Lich King probably will still work, but your markets are fairly small in those. Okay, so the next topic I wanted to talk about... Actually, well, let's go ahead and take a break here for just a second to talk about the sponsor for the show. The sponsor for this episode of the Power Gold podcast is the Power Word Gold Guides. We have two different guides available for sale. We have the Power Word Gold Guide Volume 1, which is a 130-page guide to making gold add-ons, and the Power Word Gold Guide Volume 2, which is a 75-page guide to making gold in Mr. Pandaria. And given what I just said, making gold out of the same techniques that we're working in Mr. Pandaria might actually not be a bad way to do it if you're having trouble. <laughs> um, so those guides are available for five, ten, fifteen, or twenty dollars, four different prices. They all purchase the same guides. We just leave it up to you to decide which price you'd like to pay to support us by purchasing the guides. To purchase those guides, head over to powerwordgold.net, look for the guides link at the top, or look for the purchase links on the sidebar over there. So thanks to everybody who purchases the guides. We really appreciate your support. All right, I'm going to get a drink since I got done with my ad read here. Mmm...
I apologize for drinking on the podcast. All right. Hmm. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to be talking about came about on the live stream. So, basically, I have been logging into the game, and I had been going to the end of my journal pages for mining, herbalism, and checking the prices. Like, if, for example, I needed something to, to make some... Uh, I need some herbs that I need to mill so I can get some pigments so I can do my cooldowns. Or I need some herbs, uh, you know, for my alchemist or whatever. But I was checking the prices on the end of my journal and I'm like, you know what? There's got to be an easier way to do this. And I'm like, you know what I can do? I can copy the whole page, paste it into a spreadsheet, and then have another spreadsheet another sheet in that spreadsheet that just equals the cell that the pasted item mat price that I want is. Uh, so, you know, when I paste in it, paste in that, copy and paste a page, copy and page off the end of my journal, paste it into the spreadsheet, you know, certain cells are always going to have the same material price. And I could just have one cell on another sheet say, you know, black rock or is this much. Well, while I was doing this and building the spreadsheet on the podcast, then Goblin Rasset's like, hey, you know, TSM has some APIs that you can use to, you know, get various sorts of exported data out. You could just, you know, use that. I was like, okay, well, let's try that out. So went over to tradeskillmaster.com, was able, you know, was already signed in, was able to um, also use a... Uh, I'm not going to go over this in super detail because you can go to poweredgold.net or go to our YouTube channel and look for a video that we did that's about an hour long that explains how to build this spreadsheet specifically, and there's also a live stream that talks about it. But anyways, long story short, there's a guide on stormspire.net for how to use this, how to build this URL with your your uh, uh, region, server, your API key that you can get from tradeskillmaster.com if you've signed up and you have an account, and what format you wanted it to download in. Excuse me. I'm not tired, I'm just yawning. Okay, so, I mean, I might be tired, but, um, I could, basically, what I need, all I need to do is just run this URL, it'll automatically download a CSV file, then I was like, okay, well, that's great, because then I'll have a CSV file, I'll have, like, tables and row, uh, rows and cells, you know, rows and columns with all the information I could want. I'll paste that into one sheet on a spreadsheet, and in this case, I use Google Drive Sheets, so um, that's what I like to use. Uh, paste, I, I, I import the CSV into this one sheet in this spreadsheet, and then I can, on another page, I can do a VLOOKUP, which essentially goes down the list on a certain range, finds the item that you're telling it to look for, and then can give you, like, all the values to the side of it. So, for example, if I want to know what black rock ore is, and I type in black rock ore, it'll search down the list of all the items in that sheet that I imported. When it finds black rock ore, then it'll give me, like, the price, which is the second column over, or the next column over, might be the min buyout, or the next, you know market price, or the min buyout, or the quantity available. So, long story short, I can have one sheet that basically just displays information, and I have another sheet that I import these CSVs into, 
and it'll do this VLOOKUP, and basically it'll just display. Um, now, I know Steed has some spreadsheets for kind of doing some of these mathematics things, but I've never actually opened them or looked at them simply because uh, I don't have Microsoft uh, Excel. So <laughs> this is you know, kind of possibly similar to what he does, but it's done in Google uh, Sheets and using TSM exported CSVs. I think that the same type of exports available from WoW Auction, uh, com, but the one that's from TSM is pretty nice. So I was able to build a few sheets with this. I was able to build one that showed me all the maths you can trade on the trade. Um, the nice thing is that once you get this set up and you can, you know, once you get it set up, you can replicate it in multiple sheets and you can like just change whatever it's looking for. So like one sheet, for example, shows all the potential items that you can get from the trading post and their current prices. Um, except for like meats and fish, which kind of seem to have dropped in price. Uh, one sheet actually does like a, Hold on, let me close the window here. One sheet does a comparison where, like, it shows all the tradable items in the left side, and then it shows all the tradable items across the top, and it'll kind of compare the type. It'll compare them and show you based on, like, it'll change color based on how quote-unquote good of a deal it is so for example if you pick black rock ore on the left side and then you go across and you find out that well the best thing to trade that in for would be um to to, to trade it if you're going to trade it would be um uh draining dust for example so all right so it's like everything's in my room so quiet now i can hear all the little like all the little things like my monitor and a little buzz sound. All right. So if you want to learn how to do that, oh, so, so that's one example. Another example is I built a version in that sheet where you could paste in a bunch of item IDs. And then what it would do is it would find those prices for those items. So, for example, you know, if I exported a list from TSM and I was able to you know, manipulate it so that they're all lined up in a row, which you can do with Notepad++. If you replace commas with backleaning slash n, and you have this certain extended feature set. Anyways, it's kind of technical, but there's a lot of ways to manipulate data. Um, it'll show prices. You can type in names on some of my sheets, and it'll show you the price. Um, but what I'm really wanting to do... Uh, what I one of the sheets I made was showed you all the crafted items that are currently on the auction house. So in that case, it'll show you all the crafted items, how many are on the auction house. What I eventually wanted to would like to do is to check um, sorry, there we go. Is to eventually be able to do some math where it'll tell me how much per like cooldown resource something is worth. So let's I don't think these are real good examples, but let's say like you have 
a pet that's crafted from engineering that's 30 and a another item let's say a pet's crafted for 50 and then a gun is crafted for 100 of these resources and then like a scope is 20 you know what i mean so you just take the price that it's selling for divide it by 20 or divide it by 30 or divide it by 100 and you can kind of see if i was to make something what would be what would get me the most money out of that the other thing I could do on that same similar sheet, which isn't necessarily tied into the, um, uh, well, it is kind of tied into it, but I could also like report, record how many materials my characters have. And in that case, you know, I could maybe do an average or something of all of the items they can make and how, about how much value each of those cooldown materials has and then what the potential they could have for if they were able to craft something. Um, you know, there's there's lots of other things that you can do um, with with the data once you have basically a list of all of the prices. So if that sounds too complicated, I apologize. Uh, well, I don't apologize. It's <laughs> it's gold making stuff. So um, I do have an hour long video on YouTube about how to set something up like that. I tried to make it as simple as possible. It still ended up being an hour, but that's okay. Okay, so I also did another video that this one turned out to be like an hour and 40. I I don't know. I just like explaining things and sometimes explaining them, just talking about them is, is, is better for me. Um, I did a video on how work orders work and basically saying um, having more work order slots doesn't mean you can make work orders faster. It just means that you don't have to log in as often to replenish those uh, work orders. And that the only real way to increase your work order speed is to get to Tier 2 Garrison Profession Building and add 100 level um, a hundred level follower to your building. Now, I've heard this, and I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that if you have your follower attached to your building, you put in all your work orders... Then you can go take your follower out of your building and do stuff like level them or whatever. And as long as you put them back into the building before you collect your resources, you'll always get the double resources, which I don't know if that's true. I was just saying I had recommended in one of my videos to not put your people into your tier two profession building until they were 100 because then they have a 100% chance to get an extra work order material, cooldown material. So... Okay, um, let's see. What are we doing? How are we doing for time? Oh, we're not too bad. Okay, so uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was when storehouses my, may pay off. And this is one of the things that I was able to do with the spreadsheet was to compare how much the materials were that you could buy from the storehouse or from the, um, sorry, not in the storehouse. You can't buy it from the storehouse. But um, I was doing calculations on what the price was for all the items you could buy from the trading post. And um, with the idea that, for example, if BlackRock Ore is the... Uh, you could trade in, you know, stacks, like, you know, seven stacks of 30, you know, 35, so seven stacks of five... Blackrock ore that you get really cheap, and then you could collect those garrison resources, and then later, 
when the lady was selling the Drainic Dust for 20 you could buy them and and make money. So it's not really good to reduce it down to one number, but after I was able to figure out all the steps involved and all of the math, it turned out that um, it looked like you were making potentially right around uh, 2,000 gold, I want to say, in a week which might not be a lot for anybody. That's assuming that you're able to always buy, uh, you know, trade in for the garrison resources when it's on the cheap day. Now, this is where I was talking about the storehouse. This is where a storehouse may come into play. Um, Let's see. So you have seven work orders at level one, tier one. You have 14 work orders at tier two, and you have 21 at tier three. So, um let's just say, assume that you're level 100 and you're maxed out your garrison. So you have a trading post that's tier three. Now, if you have a storehouse, you get 15 more work orders, right? So you would have 21 plus 15. So that you're looking at 36 work orders, which is quite a lot of work orders. Now you might ask yourself, well, you can't make anything faster so why does it doesn't you know why would you want to have to why would you want to be able to put in so many work orders um in such a short amount of time why not you know that's true for every building that's going to just give you the same mat all the time over and over again as long as you're logging in you know within the time that you have to log in which is like one day roughly with the tier one two days roughly with the tier two and three days three and a half days actually with the tier three well the trading post is the one point where it might actually be valuable to have a lot of slots to fill up. So um, let's say Monday comes around and the uh, the um, the work order for the day is, let's just say, uh, raw beast hides, right? So that's the leather. Well, you want to still get some garrison resources, so that's fine. Um, let's just say you put in six, right? You don't put in all of them because, you know, trading leather for garrison resources is kind of expensive. So let's say the next day comes around, your other, your leathers are finished. And now you, now this day is black rock ore, or maybe it's true iron ore. Well, Hey man, let's load. That's basically going to be the cheapest we're ever going to get it. Although now that I've looked at prices for a while, there's sometimes where herbs are actually getting right around the same price. So right around 50 silver or something, but let's just say either. And that's another good reason to have that spreadsheet. Cause it, it'll show you the prices of the herbs on the auction house. So let's just assume that it's a really cheap mat, like black rock or well, I want to queue up as many as I can, as many as possible. I want to queue up all 36, and then I also want to come back before they rotate or before he switches out with another trading post guy, which I don't know if it's midnight or 3 a.m., but either way. And I also want to put in another six orders, right? So essentially you could have, you know, you could do six orders roughly in 24 hours, so you could have 36 plus six, so like 42 work orders in. Well, that's like, coming up on like almost three and a half days. So that could be one potential area. But like I said, I still did the math and going full out, 
you're going to make like 2,000 gold. If you were able to buy, <laughs> do the cheapest one, which is Black Hardcore, get those 30 garrison resources, and then trade 20 of those in for, um, for example, the most expensive mat, which is like Drainic Dust. Well, there's some arbitrage there. There's some, you know, upscaling of it um, for a few reasons. One, you trade in five iron um, true Black Rock Ore, but you get 30 resources, and five only cost 20 from the trade ve- trade vendor. So essentially, for every one resource you trade in, in a work order, you get back out, essentially, if you do the process of going and buying them with your garrison resources, you get back out one and a half. So after all... <laughs> After all the work and effort I did on the math, it all turned out to basically, if you want to figure out how much money you're going to make by buying and selling trading post items, you just got to calculate if you trade in one item, you're going to get one and a half of whatever else you buy. So if I trade in, just to make the math easy, if I trade in one BlackRock ore, well, it's in fives, so let's assume that you're trading in a five stack, because you'll always will be. Trade in five black rock ore, that'll cost me five gold, and I'll get back 30 garrison resources. Now I take those 30 garrison resources to the vendor on the day that Drainic Dust is cheap. Not every day is Drainic Dust going to be cheap. So this is where, when the day does show up that Drainic Dust is cheap, you want to buy it. <laughs> So let's just assume that we're putting in the orders on the day that Black Rock Ore is, and let's just assume that at some point down the road we're going to buy Drainic Dust for 20 Garrison resources. What to to figure out the math? I would take five times one, which is how much I'm spending on Drainic or on a Black Rock Ore. Then I would do five times the price of Drainic Dust, but I wouldn't do five times um, because. I'm actually going to be getting back one and a half times. So one and a half times uh, five is 7.25. So uh, one and a half times uh, one and a half times five is 7.25. So essentially I'm getting, I'm trading in five materials for one gold each. That's five gold. And I'm getting back seven and a half materials, um, I'm not really getting a half of a material, but I am mathematically getting seven and a half materials back for that, for that 10. So, so for the 20, so I'm getting back 30 garrison resources, but it costs 20 to get five. So essentially the other 10 would get added to another 10 somewhere down the road and I'd get another five, but that's where the two and a half comes in. So real easy math. Take whatever price you're paying for your math that you're trading in on the cheap day multiply it by five. So like I said, one gold, five. So I'm spending quote unquote five gold plus the time it takes. Yeah. Four hours to do the work order. And I'm gaining back 7.25. I might've been saying 7.25. That's not actually what I meant. I'm getting back. Um, no, it is 7.25. Yeah. I'm getting back 7.25 draining dust. And let's just assume that that sells for 10 gold a piece. So I'm spending five gold and I'm getting back 72.5 gold. See how that works. So 
That's assuming that I queue up as much as I can and I can continuously be queuing cheap mats to get the work orders and then assuming that I'm also spending those work orders and also assuming that the demand for whatever material you're putting up is actually decent. So if I put up meat but only like 200 meat sell and I have something like, I don't know, a 1,000 meat to sell, that's chance it won't sell. However, if... There's a good amount of items selling, like Draining Dust is always selling, then that'll be... But then again, uh, like I said, somebody on my on my live stream was like, but how much would you actually make if you went full out? Because you still you still are limited. Now, if you have multiple alts that have trading posts, then yay! On that day, when the Black Heart Gore, True Silver War, or even in the herbs, you could be essentially making some decent money if you're able to trade that back in. So, yeah, that's trading post theory crafting. Um, And I guess if you wanted to do the math, like I mentioned, um, let's just get my calculator out here so I can do the math. Okay, so let's say that you can, in my example, let's say we were spending 5 gold and we were getting back 72.5 gold. And that's for one four-hour work order. You can do six of those in a day. So six times uh, seven days is 42. And I said you can get about 72.5 minus five gold for the mats. So you're getting 67.5 gold. Uh, so you do 67.5 gold times how many times in a week you can do it times, uh, physically do it times, uh, 67.5 times 42. Yeah. 2,835 gold. So assuming a price of one gold, which it's cheaper now on my server, like it's 50 silver. So, if we wanted to, we could even do 50 silver, which would be 2.5. Yeah, 50 silver, and you're buying 5. Yeah, so then let's let's just do that math one more time. So you'd, you'd end up getting um, 72.5 minus 2.5 is 70. That's how much you're making, and then 70 times... 42, which is the amount of times you could do it in a week, is 2,900. So, I mean, 3,000 gold if you're able to always sell it at those prices. But still, I mean, I don't really mind. (laughs) I don't really mind making that kind of money on each alt if they have trading posts. So I'm not saying it's like the greatest gold-making thing ever, but it seems a little bit silly to not take advantage of the ability to trade one mat for a little bit more expensive mat, kind of like the iron pot shuffle used to be. So, all right. Is there anything else that I wanted to talk about on this episode of the podcast? Hmm. Things are going great at our new gold making forums. Head over to bidfiddlers.com. B I D F I D D L E R S bid fiddlers. Um, other than that, uh, been very active on Twitter, um, you know, chatting with gold makers and stuff like that. So make sure you follow us on Twitter, Power Word Gold. And also, if you want to ask a question for the podcast or leave comments, send that to powerwordgold at yahoo.com. 
I would love to especially hear your thoughts on garrisons and gold making and the expansion. It's something I've asked multiple times. And honestly, I think it's just because I'm still trying to think what I feel about it. Yeah, tell me how you feel about garrisons effects on gold making and how you've been doing things in the in warlords now there hasn't been any besides the level 90 warlords of drain or green items which i'm still selling like seven of at a time every time i get my mail for 200 and 295 gold i don't really have a lot of awesome gold making advice again like i said i'm doing my work orders and it could be that there could be something where you know you realize yeah you do this work order you do this you trade this in and you sell it for five thousand gold every week you know or every whatever i mean i know there's people already there out there that are probably doing that i've never actually talked to them specifically but if you have consistent gold making technique that you've been using in the expansion let me know um also uh, we always are accepting submissions for guest posts on Powered Gold. If you want to try your hand at writing a gold-making post, you can submit those to PowerWordGold at yahoo.com and make sure you include a title, an image, your text, your public name, and uh, public email address if you want people to be able to get a hold of you or your Twitter account. Submit those to PowerWordGold at yahoo.com and we'll consider those for posting as guest posts. So... All right, holidays coming up. I'm going to be having a lot more time to play the game, which is pretty exciting. Me and April are both excited about that. So uh, have a good holidays, everybody. Happy Winter Vale, and uh, yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you later. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. <laughs>